And we are live. What's good, everybody? Welcome to a brand new podcast, Outside the Cage. I'm Jalen Kellums, a.k.a. Dimes. My guy, Eric, E-Dog. Talk to me, Eric. How we doing? I'm doing great out here today. Really pumped to uh, go on this journey with you. Um, cover, you know, MMA, big and small, all the way up to the UFC, all the way down to the the dudes who got next, the uh, the local guys. Yes, sir, 100%. So, like he said, you know, we're just starting this new journey, podcast world. Um, me and me and Eric known each other for years, fifth, sixth grade. Uh, went to junior high together, high school years together. He moved away after high school. He's currently in Santa Barbara. I'm in Bakersfield, California. Hoping to reunite soon. Oh, but, uh, yeah, we're just here to talk fights, talk the MMA world. We're both, I would say we're both UFC nerds at this point. You know, we talk, that's all we talk about all day. That's all we even just the regular fight nights, you know, we just, we love the up and coming guys. You know, we, we both agreed that we used to be casuals and now we're starting to appreciate the sport more and appreciate the art of the sport that it is and everything that goes into it. So let's just get right into it, man. Let's, let's get a little introduction going. Let's tell me how you fell in love with the UFC and how we got to where we are today. Yes, sir. So yeah, as you touched on, um, definitely was a casual fan my whole life. Uh, when I was a kid, parents never really had it on, like stuff like that. So I never got introduced to it like I did basketball and football at a young age. But um, I would see the occasional fight at my friend's house, like a GSP fight or something crazy like that. Um, started watching the Connor fights and the main ones in high school. But uh, probably around 2019 is when I really started to get into it a lot more. Um, stopped seeing it as just a fight and got to see more of the art in martial arts. Mm -hmm. um, during COVID, obviously, Dana was the only one with some balls to uh, keep it rolling. Not so Dana, White, Dana White for president. Yes, sir. Dana White for president. Let's put that out there. And um, yeah, so just fell in love with it. COVID admired and I admire the way uh, Dana runs it, too. I think he's the best commissioner, president, whatever 100%. you want to call him in all of sports. Um, he just speaks his mind, and I really appreciate that from him, too. So, yeah. What about you? Yeah, man. So, same as me. You know, I've always – true love is basketball. Played basketball all my life growing up, basketball, baseball. Um, all major sports fans, basketball, baseball, football. But, um, you know, as I got older and then, you know, obviously COVID, I just was tired. Like, like we talked about off camera, like we just feel like basketball and football is just kind of the same thing over and over. You know, it's – we know who's going to win. We know who's playing, you know, and then during COVID when everything was taken away and we had one thing to watch, you know, obviously me being the gambler that I am, <laughs> I, I had to watch UFC cause there was only thing to bet on. Hey, allegedly, then, we're in Cali. We're in Cali. Oh, sorry. Not, yeah. I, I don't gamble. I, that was, that was, that was accident. I, I lived in Vegas during COVID. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir, yes, sir. Uh, but yeah, definitely like at first just started watching it cause I was just betting it. And then I was, like it was just plain and simple. It was the only thing on. And then started to fall in love with it, like really starting to understand like what it was. And then started falling in love with the first podcast I ever listened to was um, Hawani in DC. Hey. And it was just the way they, the energy they brought and the way they broke down the fights and then just the knowledge that they shared. And yeah, I just came to appreciate the sport. Like we said, we used to be casuals, but now I truly like, it's an art. It's a form of art. Like what these guys do is, insane how technical it is like it's a chess match it's a true chess match and like that's what i love to see now and i love to study now is these elite strikers these elite grapplers and 
it's just so much that I, we don't know about the sport and that's what interests me. It's something new every day that we can find out something new every day we can learn. And every fight's different, you know, styles make fights and that's pretty much all it is, man. And I, I know me and you talked about like the big thing about UFC is like the feeling and like the aura and the chills we get for a main event. Like me and you, like me and Eric, uh, for the international fight, we were watching just we were watching that card from top to bottom. We were watching O'Malley and just like seeing Sugar Sean walk out, and then like mm. like I don't know about you, but like every time like a big fight's about to happen, I'm like, damn, like we really get to watch this right now. Like yep. that's how I feel. Like Live. lucky to be able to watch this. Watching history, hundred percent. Yeah, another thing also that just kind of sets apart MMA and the UFC from uh, other sports for me is just how much more a loss hurts you and. Yeah. Uh, Agreed. Fighting like in the UFC, you get half your purse if you lose. Um, on top of losing, not being able to go out there and perform for another five months, probably at the minimum, maybe even up to a year. So that one night, it really, uh, you really got to lock in on that. And I heard Kamaru Usman say something on the episode of The Ultimate Fighter. He said, uh, "The training is ninety percent physical, ten percent mental, but on the night of the fight, it's ninety percent mental, ten percent physical." So there's just so yeah. many layers to it, um, things you can pick apart. So, yeah, and I'm just excited to learn more about this as we uh, go on this journey. Agreed. And I was just last thing here, like, I think, like, being locked in a cage with, with another man that's trying to provide for his family and, like, oh. he needs to win too, like, that's hmm. – there's no other sport like that. Like, like, yeah, basketball, football, there's so many games. Like, we both know in basketball, guys are taking games off. Guys are – they're playing, but they're not playing, you know? Yeah. And I think UFC, like, there's no, there's nothing like you can't, you can't afford to have a bad night. Yeah. You have a bad night. You're, you're out of the top 15. You're not getting your, you're not getting your win money. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, there's nowhere to go from there. And it's, and then, like you said, like you have to wait five months, like a loss sits with you basketball, football, baseball, you got a game tomorrow. You got a game next week. Like, no, you get knocked out. You get put to sleep in UFC. Like that shit's sitting with you for a cool minute. Yep. And also in the UFC, you can't be like a John Wall or a Russell Westbrook where uh, you get paid off your past production. You don't even have to play and you can get $40 million. Yeah. So, no, UFC doesn't work like that. You can't just have an amazing agent and finesse the system. Mm-hmm. So you just got to earn what you get. I mean, Connor, you could kind of say he gets paid a lot, but that's different because yeah, he obviously earned it. <laughs> so that's how we got into the UFC, folks, just a little bit. Well. I'm sure the more we go, we'll mm. tell you about our fandom and our love for the UFC. But um, this past weekend, great card, top to bottom. We had a fight night. Um, RDA versus Aziv. Now, going into this, I thought, no doubt about it, Fazeev. I thought Fazeev was going to dominate. Uh, he didn't dominate. I, I think we've seen round three and four, like RDA was coming on strong. And like you said, like, I'll let you get into it, but how you were just talking about how, um, you know, Fazeev's cardio in the rounds four and five were going to be a question. And so just go ahead and tell me what you thought about that one and what and how you saw that. Yeah. Like, did you so, see it going that way? Yeah. So uh, going into the fight, my, uh, my narrative that I kind of built up in my head about it was that Fazeev had the better stuff. Um, he definitely could put him out in the first couple of rounds. But if it did get into those uh, championship main event rounds, it was going to start swinging uh, towards RDA, towards uh, RDA's way. 
just because he's been in the he's been in a lot of five round fights, has a lot of experience on how to pace himself for a fight like that because it's, it's 10 extra minutes. Like, yeah, it's big. People don't realize how much that is. If you yeah, you go hit the back for one minute, you'll see how mm-hmm. much 10 minutes of doing that will uh, yeah. will add on. So, yeah, it kind of kind of surprised me. So kind of was going as planned. RDA was doing his thing in the fourth round, um, starting to come on. I was ready for a close fifth. Maybe RDA could put him away or get a 10-8 or something, sway some judges. But Fazeev left absolutely no doubt, hit him with a flurry and just put him out of there. So props to Fazeev. Um, he showed that he can go into those later rounds. He can go into deep waters, and uh, he's ready for that next step. Yeah, the broadcast actually was saying, like, hey, Fazeev might need a finish here. And to me, that was interesting. I don't know. I, I had I had Fazeev winning on the cards. Personally, I did. Me I just too. thought he was more active. I thought he was controlling the center more. Um, one thing that I don't know if you caught that I, was, that I heard on the, uh, in the corners was Fazeev was, throwing a lot of, Fazeev was throwing a lot of body kicks, a lot of leg kicks, working the body. And RDA's corner told him, like, you can't check those kicks. Like, you got to get out the way. And like, I've never, personally, I've never heard that. Like, like, so like that, that means like even his, like when he was checking them, like they were still doing damage. Like I know there was one fuzzy went to a kick to the body and it hit RDA's elbow and it caused his elbow to bleed. So it's like, damn, like his kicks are that vicious to where it's like, you can't even check them. Yeah, man. Those lightweight, lightweight is just such a sick division because the dudes are like, they're still small enough, small enough to where they're like lightning fast, but they yeah. pack a punch. Like they got some power in there too. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. with that, Fazeev, Fazeev win. Um, what do you like for him matchup wise? And what do you see him? How, how far is he away from a title shot possibly? Mm. Um, if things really fall into place right considering that a lot of those top guys at 155 have uh, already had their title shot or are more just looking for money fights. Um, if Fazeev goes out and wins in really impressive fashion in his next fight, I could see him maybe getting getting a title shot after that if things just fall into place perfectly. Obviously, uh, a lot would have to happen. But um, I think Benil is kind of a perfect opponent for uh, him next. Yeah. Because – and Benil is supposed to fight Islam. Um, that didn't happen, so he's just kind of waiting now. Rumor is that Islam's going to go fight Oliveira. So if they're both looking for a fight, um, I think they could both boost each other's stock because Fazeev's pretty high up there now in uh, terms of, like, power rankings, I would say, in the 155 yeah, division. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Fazeev and Benil. What do you think? I have two names, and I'm going to go with – Benil Dariush as well, like you said, I think I think that's the one that makes the most sense. I don't know if Benil wants that. I think Benil probably wants to fight someone in the top four, top five. Yeah. But other than that, I like Dustin Poirier for Fazeev. I don't see, Ooh. you know, I don't know what looking at just looking at the rankings here. Like, I don't know where else Dustin and Dustin goes. Like, I don't know if they go him and Gaethje again. I don't know. What do you what, what happened? What do you think? I just think Dustin's got to go up. Yeah, hundred percent. We both we both have been on the Dustin go to one seventy train. Um, we're both big fans of Dustin, so we want to see him get another shot. But yeah, man, this division is stacked top to bottom, and you know, like I tell Eric a lot off the air, like we just I like this one fifty five division is getting really clogged up top by a lot of guys that are just big names and big draws, like Gaethje and Poirier, like 
yes, like they're great. They're Hall of Famers, in my opinion. But we've seen how those fights ended. We've seen how Poirier and Oliveira ended. We've seen how Por- uh, Gaethje and Oliveira ended. Like, let's get these new guys some shots. Like, I want to see Islam, obviously. I want to see Darius get a chance. I want to see Fazeev. I want to see Gamrot. Like, yeah. these are some young killers, and they're getting held back by these big names that obviously, you know, obviously I understand it. Like Poirier is not going to fight a Gamrot. Poirier is not going to fight a Fazeev. Like why would he, there's no point in that for him. But I think if you're Dana White, I think if you're Sean Shelby, like stop feeding into the casuals, man. Like let's see these dudes fight. Like I want to see all these dudes fight. Like, like Gamrot put on a spectacular performance two weeks ago. Like that was badass. Like he's a killer. He's technical. Like, I'll watch him. I'll pay any money to watch him. Like both of those dudes. Yeah. Oh, that, that was a battle. Great mm-hmm. fight. One of the best fights of the year, in my opinion. Same. Yeah. So that's who we got for uh Fazeev. Great performance from him. Where RDA goes, we don't know. Legend in the sport. Great performance. Yeah. He I put a better performance than I thought. He really hasn't looked bad lately. Like in uh in his fight before that, he beat the shit out of uh is it Moicano? And that five rounder that he stepped mm. in for on like the day of or like a day before, he just beat the shit out of him for five yeah. rounds. So I mean, RDA might still have a little bit left in the tank because Fazeev, he's one of the top dudes in that division. So if RDA yeah. wants to make a little more money, uh, I think he could stick around. Agreed. So that's our recap of UFC Fight Night this past weekend. Now this weekend. We got an absolute banger. I know me and you have just talked a lot about it off air. We're so excited for this one. We got Yair Rodriguez versus Brian Ortega. Mm. I, they're both two and three in their divisions, respectively. And this is one of those fight nights that's in front of a live crowd. I want to say it's in uh, Long Island. Yeah. So I know me and you have said, like, these fight nights that are in front of live crowds, like, they're special. They got pay-per-view feels for me. Same. It's free pay-per-view. Free pay-per-view. And this one right here, man, this this one is for a fight night main event. This doesn't get any better. This is this is a pay-per-view co co-main co-headliner, in my opinion. Like yep. this is a absolute banger. So how do you see this one playing out? Oof. Um we got two dogs here, Ortega and Yair. But I'm gonna have to give the slight edge to Yair. Um, not saying Ortega can't win it, but I think Yair's recent performances have been a little bit more impressive than Ortega's, maybe. Even even with the loss. Yeah, um, I think he's he's stand he stood with Max for five rounds, traded with him, definitely took a lot of big shots, but he took them. Uh, he never got finished, and uh, yeah, I think that might even give him a little confidence, just knowing that he could stand five rounds with Max Holloway, considering what uh, Max was able to do to Ortega on the feet. Yeah, 100%. And I know you talked about, like, um, we can get into, like, how we were we were both – I don't want to say we disagreed, but we had different mentalities. Um, just get a little bit to what you were saying about how Ortega's mindset might be and how you think it doesn't hurt him, but how you think it can benefit Yair as opposed to how I think Ortega's mindset could be possibly different. Yeah, so um, Ortega, what I kind of see – what I'm kind of thinking about him is that uh, – He's just coming off a loss against Volk and Max in uh, two of his last three fights. So we might kind of just be thinking deep down, depending on where his mental's at. I don't know if I'm really uh, at that top level with those other guys right now, just because they both kind of beat me up. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so he might just be thinking, am I really, am I really a championship level fighter? Um, whereas a year on the other hand, whereas he did lose to Max, um, it wasn't quite as demoralizing, I would say, as the way that Ortega lost to him. So um, I think Yair's mental might just be in a little bit better place. And they're just yeah. so closely matched to me that I'm just kind of looking for any little edge in uh, making a prediction on this one. Yeah. So that's his, Eric's thought of Ortega's mindset. My thought on Ortega's mindset, and again, we don't know his mindset. I, I believe all these guys go into the cage thinking they can win or else why be there? But in my opinion, I think Ortega's going into this like, I fought the two killers of this division. Like, I don't think there's any doubt. Me and you both agree. Like, it's Max, Volk, or it's Volk, Max, and then, yeah. like, everyone else. Like, yeah. you know? So, I think in his head, he's probably – in Ortega's head, he's like, I'm the third guy in this division for sure. Like, I don't got to fight these killers. I don't got to fight Volk. I don't got to fight Max. Not that it's a day off. Like, Yair's not a, not a day off by any means. Yeah. But I think that he has the confidence going into this one. Like, okay, this guy is not on my level. He hasn't been where I've been yet. He hasn't fought where I fought. So – I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, I as well have Yair. I just think that, like you said, the performance he put against Max, even in a loss, showed me a lot, especially off a two-year layoff. That was really big. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, that mindset does play into it. Like, I think Yair's head going in, he knows if I win this, I get a shot at the 145 title. I, I, I think there's no doubt about it. If he wins, he gets a shot. Agreed. Um, so yeah, let's transition kind of into that. So do you see the winner of this getting the title shot? Not necessarily. Um, like you said, if Yair wins, then I think he definitely gets it. But if Ortega wins, I just, I don't know, I just can't see him getting that rematch with Volk quite yet, considering yeah. that it's not some, I mean, it was a great fight, don't get me wrong, but we haven't really heard anyone pushing. We haven't heard Uncle Chael or any of those guys pushing for a rematch with that. Yeah. Um, so I just don't really think it has a lot of buzz around the division and the UFC in general. So I think if Ortega wins, Josh Emmett might be uh, Josh Emmett, yeah, into that. So Josh Emmett is definitely going to be a be an Ortega fan on Saturday. Yeah, so that's that that's the issue with kind of just like we talk about these guys lapping people in the division. Like mm -hmm. any other any other like time or place, like. If two beats three, like, yeah, two gets the title shot, obviously, after a <laughs> max loss. But it's like, yeah, obviously, we're watching a T-City versus Volk fight 100%. But it's like, I don't know. I want to see Josh Emmett. Like, I think Josh Emmett put on a great performance against Calvin Cater. Mm -hmm. He's calling for the fight. He's he looks phenomenal in his last his last couple fights. Um, yeah, I, I like I said, like, if Yair wins, I, I think you have to go Yair because he hasn't got a shot. But if, I don't know, it's hard to say yeah i like i like josh i like josh emmett's last three fights obviously the split decision against calvin cater um somehow the other way i wasn't i wasn't mad either way after the fight i said either one i'm happy with the decision um and then he and then you know he got his unanimous win against dan Ige. that was a performance where i was like okay this guy can really make some noise in the division moved him up on your rankings a little bit yeah 100 that the dan Ige win is big because i think i think the, like those wins right there are like it's a confidence booster and it's like, all right, this guy's ready to fight the big names. And he did, he got, he got Calvin Cater, who was a big name. And that's, yep. that's a, that was a great fight. And that was, and that put him on the pedestal. And I think the way he called for the title shot, I think he is next. I don't, it's hard to say, you know, we, Volk's out 12 weeks. Yeah. So 
do you go winner of this fight fights Emmett and then a semifinal? Like, I don't know. Do you, I don't know. It's hard. It's going to be interesting to see what they do there. I could see him actually, now that you bring that up, um, if Ortega wins, I actually could kind of see him doing something like that. If he's ready to get in there again, quick, doesn't take too much damage. I could see, I could see him saying, all right, if you beat Emmett, then, then you earn that title shot again. Yeah. But yeah, tough to say, tough to say. Uh, do you have a method of victory on the prediction for Yair versus Ortega? Um, I would probably, as a betting man, I would probably have to say, I mean, if I'm going to bet it, I'm just going to bet Yair straight up because he's the underdog. But if I had to pick a method of victory, I'd probably say Yair probably wins by decision. What, what does Vegas think about that one? Uh, last I checked, I want to say Ortega was like minus uh, – yeah, so Ortega's minus 170 and okay. Yair's plus 145. Pretty pretty even, but if you're, uh, if you're believing in Yair, it might be a good chance to uh, – I just think when – like as a betting man personally, like when it's – like we both talk, we both agree it's a like super close fight. I think it's a coin toss. Yep. Like you got to take the plus money. I don't think you lay 170 on Ortega. Unless you just really got a gut feeling about one dude, then I agree, yeah. And I and also another fight on this card I'm interested in seeing is Shane Burgos versus Charles Jordan. I'm a big Shane Burgos fan, even with the delayed knockout, but <laughs> I think he's a killer in this division as well. Like there's some young killers in this division. Like he he coming off a unanimous win against Billy Quintero. Like that's that's a good that's a good win. Yeah, Quintero is a he's a dog. And then his his other two losses are Gamrot as recently as Gam as uh, Emmett and Barboza. Like those are two those are two killers. We're talking about guys that are top yeah. ten in their division right now. Like, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I'm excited for that one. And then we got obviously uh, the fight you've been wanting, the fight you were wanting to see last weekend or two weekends ago with with oh this past weekend with Murphy and uh, Misha Tate. Oh man, I was so bummed about that. Yeah, M- Misha Tate making her flyweight debut. How do you see that playing out? Um. I'll say Misha because I know I've heard I've heard her name more times. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm not too uh, I'm not too bullish on that one to be honest. But I'm a rock with Misha. She's kind of cute too. Uh, we go with the cute one. Yeah, usually unless they're fighting like Amanda or Valentina. <laughs> All right, so we're both excited for that fight. Um, gonna be a banger. Starts early for us, E Dog. We got we got to be up at like eight nine for that one. Nah. Yeah, I swear it starts at like eleven Eastern. Oh fuck. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I don't mess with that. I don't. I don't know what Dana's trying to do to us there, man. I don't know. I don't, I'm gonna be locked in. At least we can. Uh, at least on ESPN Plus, though, you could just rewatch it. So. So you better chill gonna... on Friday night. You can't be hungover like you were today. Easy. It's Friday, bro. <laughs> Santa Barbara, man, dude. Right now, uh, it's summertime here, and uh, in Isla Vista, which is like the little college town. I don't mm-hmm. know why, but there's just like a bunch of foreign girls. Last night at the bar, I was like waiting for my drink, and I just hear like David Duffy diving, like all sorts. What of language? Is, what language is that? I couldn't tell you, dog. <laughs> I couldn't tell you, but they were pretty cute. It just sounded good. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good time to be in Santa Barbara right now for sure. Definitely, I'm making my way out there soon. Let's Before go. we get into anything else, we got breaking news for both of us. I told my guy yesterday, and he confirmed with me today. We will be attending UFC San Diego, Dominic Cruz. Versus Marlon Chito Vera. Me and E Dog will be reunited. Ooh. We're gonna come to you live with the show. I'm, 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 I can't wait, man. I'm excited. I've never been to a UFC event. I'm already getting chills thinking about it. Like, um, 
I'm ready, man. Like, are you? Uh, you better be ready, man. Oh, I'm ready. We we almost got what, like a whole row for the boys. Almost got a whole row for the boys. Oh my god, and that's not even counting the the mamacitas we're gonna meet down there. You know, bring so. Oh man, I'm excited, dude. I'm just ready to feed off the energy in there. Me too. I've never been to a UFC event, so I'm just gonna be like a kid in a candy shop, honestly. Yeah, hundred percent. We're definitely gonna have a good time there. We're gonna try our best to remember the fights. <laughs> Yeah, I might have to give him a little rewatch. <laughs> we might have to give him a little rewatch on the way back, but we're going to come with you live to a show. We're going to be reunited. Um, no doubt it's going to be the next time I see my guy. And yeah, man, I'm just, life's good right now, man. I'm su- super looking forward mm-hmm. to those fights. Super looking forward to getting this podcast going. And I'm just ready, man. I wish August, was it 13th is here already. Yeah, we might even try and uh, try and link up with 10th Planet San Diego down there, see if we can interview a couple of their fighters. I know they got some uh, up-and-coming people down there. Uh, yes, Juliana Miller just got signed to the UFC. Saw yes, it on Twitter. Sir. They kind of spoiled the ultimate fighter, but it is what it is. That's your girl, huh, Juliana? She's cute, dog. Eric, Eric texted me. He said, he said, hey, Juliana's kind of cute. And I was like, yeah, bro, Like, I think she is. And I, but I was thinking Pena. And he was like, nah, Miller. Hey, Pena I was like, too. Oh. Pena too. Bro, I, th- I think Pena looks cool. She looks cool. Uh, she's cute. She's yeah, cute yeah, yeah. Sure. I-, I-, I fuck with Juliana though. So not to spoil it, but um, did you-, you watch Ultimate Fighter last night, right? Yeah. Bro, I that was a big win from Muhammad. <laughs> it was a, yeah, I don't know. I was kind of thinking, um, I think if he really wants to be an elite level UFC fighter, which I'm honestly not not sure if he will be i think he would have to go to light heavyweight there's no way he gets down to light heavyweight i don't know what is he 235 he's big i think he just his frame though like just his frame like i don't see his frame being able but shit if cannonier if cannonier can go to 85 dude anybody can do it what was Volk? i know volk shorter but what was volk Volk 215 yeah volk was like rugby volk (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know i think i don't think he's gonna be able to have enough power to really do damage to this top level heavyweights like if he gets in there yeah. with a bam bam or someone like that like, he's not like not yet anyway he's not yeah. a skilled like striker to where he's yep. gonna sit there and pick you apart for five rounds, three no rounds Cyril, like. yeah he's no serial gone and even serial yeah. has a lot more size than him it looks like um exactly but yeah like i saw muhammad he was he was landing haymakers yeah on, he looked good um, he looked good yeah on the other guy but he just wasn't like i thought he should have dropped him with one of those honestly yeah. for how square he was landing so it kind mm-hmm. of makes me question if he has that true uh heavyweight power one thing i notice on tough and i'm like when it comes to this stuff i'm kind of just like it i think it matters to me and i like i think in any sport like game plans and like coaching matters like I think Team Pena has a lot better coaches than Amanda. Yeah, me too. I just think because in my head, like, like in my head, like, yes, Amanda's super great at what she does. She's the goat. She's amazing. She's phenomenal. But like, she's always had that knockout power. She's always been bigger. Mm-hmm. She's always been stronger. Like, so she's never had to like. Not that she's not technical. She's one hundred percent technical. But she's never had to like break down and like yeah. really like study film like like juliana like she's not juliana's not athletic she's not big by any stretch like so i think when you've when you've like had to do that and like you you you're not the most athletic you're not the most strongest like you're able to communicate more and come up with better game plans i like that i like that a little bit of steve nash vibes steve nash vibes man even though steve nash i don't want to get into that 
But play, I mean, Steve Nash, the player, not the coach. Yeah, Steve Nash, the player. Let's not talk player. about Steve Nash, the coach. I don't no, want to talk about Steve Nash, the coach. <laughs> run us, hey, run, I know it's an MMA show, but my guy Steve Nash, hit me up if you need to run some sets, man. Because, <laughs> bro, no way you should be losing to anybody with that squad. <laughs> you don't have any. You got, you got, you got to give me one ATO, man. Give me one ATO. <laughs> You're there. But just as we're moving on, getting to know, getting to know us, getting to know you guys. Uh, let's get into like. Uh, something simple like just to get the people more opportunity to get to know who we are and who we like so let's go alternate let's go top three favorite fighters hell yeah we're starting at three uh yeah start at three all right my number three um honestly this will change a lot so if we do this again in a few months i'll probably say different people it's kind of like movies for me you know there's just there's so many good ones but uh i'm gonna say mystic mac for number three okay he just he grew the sport so much um Got so many more people into it. Probably, probably partially me without even realizing it. I yeah. probably, I would have found my way anyways, but yeah, McGregor, I don't know. We're just never going to see anything like him again. I could go on YouTube at any time and just watch his press conference videos and interviews and I'll just be laughing my ass off. So 100%. shout out, shout out to Mystic Mac because he predicts these things. Uh, who you got I'm gonna wrap three. one belt on one shoulder. I'm gonna wrap <laughs> one belt on the other shoulder, and you gonna need a fucking army to take them off me. <laughs> Who is a Definitely the king team. of one-liners. Uh, my favorite one was when he was when they were like, uh, I think it was Jeremy Stevens, and they were like, <laughs> Oh yeah, like Connor, who do you see over here? I was gonna give you a test or something like that. And Jeremy, I want to say it was Jeremy Stevens. It was. It was. Yeah. It was. He was like, this guy right here, hardest city one forty-five. And Connor was like, Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> Man, that's dude, comedian for real. Comedian. is this guy? And then especially like the Poirier loss, when he was like, uh, when Poirier was like, ah, oh, he broke his leg on the check. Connor was like, he didn't check shit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, dude. Even in defeat, man, dude's just yeah, busty. Your wife's in the end. Definitely, dude's just definitely comedy. Oh my gosh. So my my one my going in order, top three. My 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 number three. I'm going to go with Colby Chaos Covington. Oh, another comedian. Another comedian. <laughs> um, I, just like, I just like his toughness. I just think I like his cardio, cardio Kobe, cardio King. Um, I just, I just kind of like guys who just say what the fuck they want and do what the fuck they want. Like, you know, they, everyone's saying that he's putting on an act because he was going to get cut. And I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know him personally. But what I see, I do like. And I think take away any, everything outside the cage. No pun intended to the name of the podcast, but just look at what he does inside the cage. Like I've told you before, like I think if Kamaru Usman doesn't exist, like Kobe is head and shoulders the best 170 in the world other than Kamaru. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, I just love everything that he stands for, love everything that he talks about, everything he preaches, and he stands on his word. He doesn't care what people think. And I think that's in this sport, I think that's big. And I think Shouts to Dana for giving people that freedom to do what they want in this sport. Yeah. And I people really twisted uh, twisted up the Colby and Masvidal thing a little bit because the narrative was that Colby was talking bad about Masvidal's wife and kids. But yeah. if you listen to it, he actually never talked bad about the wife and kids. He was he was talking respectfully about the wife and kids, but he was just shitting He's on saying he has to pay child support. Yeah, yeah. Like, he wasn't he wasn't saying anything bad about the kids, and he gave the yeah, ex wife plenty of shout outs. So I think people kind of just you know ran with they that had to for the narrative of the fight. Yep, it was worth it though. It was a pretty sick build up. 
And then also in that Masvidal thing with Colby, one of the most impressive things I've seen in a fight is when I think it was in the fourth through the fifth round, Colby ate that right, the overhand yeah. right from Masvidal, just like a perfect clean shot, just ate it. He just took a knee for the troops real quick, yeah. got back up. And then that was nuts because to eat something that late in the fight, mm-hmm. oh man, you got to have an insane cardio. You got to have an insane chin and insane cardio to eat that, that. first Colby and Usman fight is probably one of the best fights I've seen or like remember watching. Yeah. I need that fight was that insane. That was, I was lit. Was it, was that in Madison Square Garden or was that the yep. second one? They were both. Ooh. No, for, I don't think the first one was. But only, yeah, only the second one. Yeah, second one was. Yeah. So I'm going Colby. That's my third reasons i stated so give, yeah. give me your second here we go all right i'm gonna throw it back a little bit with uh michael the count bisbing <laughs> <laughs> one eye one eye bisbing one eye i forgot it's uh, audio only for now because we're in the dark lane demo tapes but i did a little <laughs> one eye joke on the camera but um yeah i just respect the dude because he uh yeah he had one eye like about halfway through his career and he faked all his medical examinations That's insane. and went on to win the belt. And if you watch that video of him getting, it looks like he pretty much gets killed, like murdered by Dan Henderson yeah. in that fight when he just drops on him and hits him with the right. Um, I was before, that was before his like real, like his rise to the belt. Um, mm-hmm. So the fact that you could come back from that mentally too, you just got to be a mentally strong yeah. person. Also, he comes from the UK, uh, still the only champ from there, I think. So it's not as big of a fighting scene. So he really had the odds against him. So I'm rocking with Bisping for my number two pick. Shout out the count. If you want to come on for an interview, uh, help us help you. <laughs> I think just real quick on uh, Bisping, like I've played sports my whole life. Nothing like MMA, basketball, but like I've played hurt. I've played injured. I, I've lie to the doctors but like i think to lie to the doctor and say you're fine in a fist fight like that's like there's some mental like okay you're not all the way there and bro what he would do he said what he would do is the doctors would leave him alone in the room for a little bit and they would have the eye chart on so he would walk right up to it with his good eye and just memorize (laughs) what they all are and then when the doctor asked him to read them off he would just like act like he was looking at it but just saying what he (laughs) the funniest thing that you said was if you uh when you said, um, tell people what you said about the, what he, what you heard he said about the Anderson Silva knee at the end of the round. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anderson Silva for everyone that's seen that knee when, uh, Bisping's mouth guard fell out on Bisping's podcast. He was talking about how, uh, how what happened is he was, he was telling Herb that his mouthpiece was out. So he was looking at Herb with his one good eye and he was like, <laughs> my mouthpiece is on the ground. <laughs> And even though he was still facing Anderson Silva and like Silver Silva just, you know, nails him with that flying knee to the head. Yeah. Disney said he had no clue was coming because his good eye was looking at Herb Dean. Dude, so that's, like, that's insane. I just shows that that dude was going in to fight like top dudes in their prime yeah. in condition like that. He also has one of the best one-liners in, uh, in the history of the sport, in my opinion. The one was Luke Rockhold. When mm-hmm. Rockhold was like, you got to conceive and believe to achieve. And Bisping was like, conceive, believe, achieve. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that was a pretty funny Yeah, one definitely. Yeah, definitely. Bisping, one of the toughest we've seen. True competitor, true dog. Great, great announcer, too. I like hearing yeah. him on the broadcast. Yeah. yeah him so and that two, Brandon guy kind of go at it on the broadcast, huh? Who is yeah. it, Jeff? Brandon Fitzgerald, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When on the Bisping fight always yeah. kind of clowns him, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just think, guy. like, guys, like, I don't know. Just, I, 
Yeah. I don't know. I feel like if you've never been a fighter, like, yeah. Besides like Anik and Rogan, cause they're just too yeah. good at their job. Yeah. Uh, did you hear when uh, Cormier was in the Texas one, when he was pressing the dude about being, being a vegan, he was talking about the barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> it was bullied him, bro. That was fucked up. DC. <laughs> and DC knows he could do it too. Cause you could, like, could beat that everyone's was ass. Up. That's like above light or like below what light heavyweight still. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> what he wants. So you got you got Biz being and you got Connor. I got Kobe. My second one I'm gonna go with. I believe the most skilled we've ever seen. Um, I believe the most dominant we've ever seen is, and I'm gonna go John Jones. Mm. Um, I think, he, like I said, one of the most skilled, most athletic. Like his size, his speed at 205 is nothing we've ever seen. And I think that like we've seen this division since he's left and it hasn't really been consistent. hasn't really been any like great headliners. I mean, Yuri and Glover, like one of the best fights of the, of the year, but yeah, I mean the stuff John Jones did, and obviously, you know, he has the outside the cage issues. Um, but I mean, if it was just looking at inside the octagon, like mm, the goal, the dominant has to be the goal in my opinion, the dominance, yeah. like, and just the technicality of him, you know, like you look at his fight against Cormier, Cormier is an Olympic wrestler. And John Jones went in there and took him down. Whoa. And it's like, like, what else What else does he need to prove? Like, yeah. his dirty boxing, his elbows. Some of the vicious, most vicious ground and pound I've ever seen. Ever. I think him and, him and Habib. Yeah. Yeah. Vicious. So, I'm hoping we see John back in the ring, uh, back in the octagon at heavyweight. Um, he looks good right now. Hoping he can stay out of trouble outside the cage. But yeah. it, I, I just look at inside the cage, and I, and I love greatness. Mm-hmm. And... So yeah, John's my John's my number two. John. So time for the number one. So here we go. I know where you're going All with right. this. You guys will know as know we get, as we going. yeah as we get more episodes. You'll know who you'll you'll <laughs> quickly know. find out why yeah, our number this is E Dog's guy. I'm gonna throw and, a quick yeah. I'm gonna throw a quick honorable mention out there too to uh, Uncle Chael. I never really got to uh, see him fight much, but he's like he's probably my favorite analyst now. Even though he's, I don't know if he counts as an analyst, but. Yeah. Whatever he is, he's hilarious, and his shit talking is up there with McGregor for me. So, uh, shout out Uncle Chell. But getting to number one. All right, we got Sugar Sean O'Malley. Um, I don't know why. I just always kind of the first fight I saw of him live was kind of later. Uh, it was the Eddie Wineland one when he hit him with a fake right, fake left overhand right, put him to sleep, walk off KO. That was probably a lot of people's first time seeing him. Um, I know there were uh, not a lot. A lot of you guys probably did see him before on the Contender Series and stuff like that. But I was a little late to the party. But I think he has a funny podcast. He's a cool dude. Um, People think that he's kind of like wild in his ways. But if you really listen to him, he's like all about health. Super smart, yeah. Yeah, he's a smart dude. I think, um, not to interrupt, but I think one thing like that he kind of said like on his podcast – um, he did the pivot with Ryan with Ryan Clark um, Sunday after the fight. And he was like, he told on his podcast, like, everyone thinks I'm like this crazy guy and wild guy because that's the questions they asked me. And he was like, the pivot was actually asking me like genuine questions and wanting to know me like as a fighter and me as a person, like, and hearing him on the pivot, even for me, like, I, I know who he is. Like, you know, we, we both listen mm-hmm. to him. Like, I, I know the true him, like, but hearing him on the pivot, like he's super educated, super calculated, like, and I, what he's done with his career already, like to have his first fight in the top, to barely be in the top 15, what, not even a month and the money he's made. 
he's super smart man, super educated, knows what he's doing, knows how to sell a fight. And when it comes to the, like we say, the sport of martial arts and the sport, the skill of striking, there's no one better than him in my eyes recently that I've seen. He's nuts, man. And uh, another thing too, he's, I kind of think he's like the new generation of uh, UFC superstars, just the way he promotes himself through uh, social media and his mm-hmm. blogs and his funny videos and linking up with other content creators. He's uh He's going with the times, and I think that's going to be a wave that a lot of fighters hop on. Uh, Shouts, Draymond Green, New Media. Yep, New Media. We're taking over. <laughs> what do you? I gotta ask you about this one. What What is your opinion on his um open marriage? On Sugars? Yeah. Um, I'm all for it, honestly. Like, are you all for it for him, or could you do the same thing? Shit, I could. Mm. I think I could maybe if it's like him where his girl doesn't really do it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what everyone says. Like, obviously, every guy is to be like, yeah, as long as my girl doesn't do it. <laughs> yeah. But, but he says, like, I give her the option. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Maybe I maybe I give her the option, but I don't know if I I've never really like been with a chick where I was like, wow, I just want to be with her for the rest of my life. So I feel what Not Sugar's either. saying definitely. Um, He's just saying like. When he was, because he said he started dating her, Danny, at like 20, 21. And he was just like, I'm not going to have sex with the same person for the rest of my life. I was just like, yeah. But he was up front with her, bro. Like, yeah, she, dude. Like, she, knew, she knew going in. You got to be up front. I think yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Like, he always says he doesn't own her. She doesn't own him. I uh, definitely get where he's coming from with that because you do see in a lot of relationships. Um, yeah. Friends and I think times stuff. are different, man. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I think I'm not saying that's the new wave, but I don't, who are we to judge? It's time. Times yeah. are different. If that, they seem very happy. He seems happy. She seems happy. If that's the way to keep him happy. Yeah. I know people in loyal relationships that aren't happy. Exactly. And so it's like, do it, you know, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. He, he said it before. Like, it's not like it was all uh sunshine and roses either. Like they've had their, they've had their struggles with it. Yeah. Um, but he feels like they came out stronger. And I think if you're, I think probably the main thing with it is transparency too. Um, 100%. If you're, if you're being shady about it, then it's definitely not going to work. Yeah. You got to, he said, he's, he says he tells her every time. Yep. You got to be, oh, yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely interested me hearing him on the pivot. I mean, I knew that, but hearing him go into depth about it. Yeah. It really made me like, yeah. I want to say, it's, I don't, I don't know if I could do it. I don't know, but. Also, hey. shout out to uh, Sugar and his coach, Tim, for raising awareness to uh, TMS. It's uh, something that a lot of people really struggle with. <laughs> Means, what does TMS stand for? Tell people. Uh, too much sperm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes uh, you, just, you just can't think straight until you, uh, until you release. Um, yeah, they just uh, put a big emphasis on that. Just one thing that Sean said on the pivot that he says all the time on his podcast too is like, yeah, man, I just fucking woke up hella horned up. <laughs> and Ryan Clark was like, I'm either too old or too black. What does horned up mean? <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> horned up. That's definitely, I was definitely going to start using that. That was funny. Yeah, I've heard that one before. Maybe it's a white people thing. Yeah. It's gotta be a white person. <laughs> I've never heard of horned up before, <laughs> but I'm definitely going to start. I definitely start adding it to my vocabulary. Oh, yeah. All right. So that's get, your, that, that's your first one. Let's get to your number one. We love we love Sugar Sean. Me and Eric actually got the opportunity to watch him together this past weekend or two weeks ago. Whatever it was, I don't know. I got my dates mixed yeah. up. But. I think like two, three, maybe. Yeah, two. but yeah. sadly, disappointing <sighs> ending. But it hurt. It hurt. 
it hurt. It hurt. Eric, Eric was hurt. His energy died down the rest of the night. I was, I was, I, I was upset. But um, my number one fought on the same card previously as Sugar Sean. Um, I believe he's the best in the sport currently. I believe he's one of the best we've ever seen. And it's Israel, the last style bender, Adesanya. You know, we sit here, we're talking about artists and we're talking about technique and technicality. There's no one better than Izzy. Um, pure art, what he does, just his striking, his kickboxing, like his takedown defense, like it's just pure dominance night in, night out. And even like he said, like against, against Cannoneer, like, I think we both agree. Like I, even I've said it, like he didn't look his best. He didn't feel his best. And he still went out there and won four to one. Like, yeah. Like what, like what else is there to say? Like he's had the knockouts he's had, he's had, they, they keep throwing every test at him and he keeps answering it. And it's just like, I think to sustain a level of dominance this long, like, and like we talked about, like in UFC, it's one fight. It's one night. Mm-hmm. It's 25 minutes. You got to be your best. And to not, and to hold the bell as long as he had, as he has, I just think I, I got to respect greatness and I yeah. truly love watching him. He's a pure artist of the sport. And yeah, that's my guy, man. Shouts, shouts city kickboxing. Yes, shouts sir. Eugene Barrowman. That's my guys over there. If you're hearing this, let me get to New Zealand. I'll, I'll, I'll wash laundry. I'll clean the mats, whatever y'all need me to do. Just let me get in camp. Yep. It'd be a so, great addition. I'm telling exactly. you, I'm, 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 I'm a good culture guy. I'm a good teammate. Facts. You know? I'm going to do what they tell me to do. Facts. I'm there. I'm, I'm hyping my guys. I'm hyping blood diamond. I'm hyping Olberg. I'm hyping Riddell. You know, only good, only good energy coming out of dimes and only, only good energy, man. I, hey, I'm t- hey, tell me my role. Like my motto in life. You got to know your role. I know my role. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there to make these dudes better. Yeah. You ain't finished up on energy. no one's shoes. Exactly. Exactly. So those are our top three fighters, folks. We're just going to have, we're just having fun tonight. You know, yeah, we're having fun. You know, we got sipping a little bit here. Nothing crazy. Keeping it, keeping it light. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Off, off camera. You guys can't see, but we're cheersing. So let's go into a couple of, um, Top, let's do this one. Top three fights we want to see before the end of the year. And I got one that I'm going to save that one for last because I kind of want to go on about that one. I'm, you know, I'm kind of passionate about this one, <laughs> but you can start this one off here and let's see what you got. All right, then I'm going to go with the generic one that uh, pretty much everyone really wants to see, which is uh, John Bones Jones versus uh, Francis Ngannou, the Predator. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of speaks for itself i feel like we don't really need to say that much about it um if you've been following the ufc for a little bit of time you know what francis is about and most people who don't even follow the ufc just watch sports center every once in a while know that john jones has been a dude for a while mm-hmm. um it's also just going to be nuts to see john jones in that heavyweight build um reports have it that he just looks like a whole new person like just huge yeah. still fast and yeah, so that's one that I'd really want to see. Hopefully, we can get it going. I don't know how Francis's uh, ACL is because an ACL is something that you can't really rush back from. So, yeah, I seen him. Uh, I'm on. I don't know if it was Izzy's YouTube, but it, or it was embedded. But um, Ingano was talking to Izzy, and I gotta say, Ingano looked pretty, pretty chubby. <laughs> yeah, I actually did see that too. <laughs> he looked pretty chubby, yeah. man. So I don't. I mean, obviously, 
he's a freak of nature. He still looks great, but for him, how he usually looks, he looks mm-hmm. like he put a little bit of pounds on. He has a little bit say of that, on him. I do remember that 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going with I love super fights. I love the nostalgia of these fights. Um, I'm going to go with Volkanovsky versus Charles Oliveira at 155. Champ versus champ, assuming Oliveira wins back the title. We both agree he's a champ, but on paper, I think he needs to win the championship again before these two fight. Um, not, not much else to say about this fight. It's a super fight. It's a banger. The best at 145 probably ever. And the most dominant 55 champ we've seen since Khabib. And I think if Oliveira goes out and wins that belt against um, Makachev, like that makes it even better. Yeah. And like and like we said, like you know, Volkanovski is the next one to dare to be great. Teammates with Israel Adesanya, they both talked about it. Izzy's already attempted it, and I want to see Volk do it. You know, he's been dominant. He answered all doubts this last Max Holloway fight. He's surprisingly, and it's insane. He probably looked the best he's looked. Oh, every fight he's looked the best he's looked somehow. Yeah. It's crazy to say, man, like he just gets better and better. And, and again, shouts to the kickboxing. There's a reason for that. You know, we know yeah, they're doing something uh, right over there. Hey, it's, it's, it's what, it's what we do, man. I, I'm going to say we, cause that's my squad. It's what we do. We get better. No nonsense. We get in the lab and we work, but yeah, I mean, Volks look better every fight and I think it's his choice at this point. I don't think, you know, there's no one else for him at 45. You know, we talked about got year and Ortega, but go to 55, man, let's try it. Let's dare to be great. Let's do it. What do you like in that, by the way? What do you think? Oh, honestly, um, I'm going to have to say Oliveira just because I know we just saw Volk take out someone that was a lot taller than him. Yeah. But Max is a pretty, uh, he's a pretty like skinny frame. Oliveira is going to be just almost just as built as Volk and a lot taller as well. Um, I don't know. I just think the size might be a little bit too much to overcome. And it's not like Volk's going to be eager to take him to the ground either. Yeah. So I just, I kind of, I'm kind of leaning towards Charles, not, ne- not necessarily because I think he's a better fighter. I just think he's uh bigger and they're pretty close in skill. Yeah. hundred percent. I think I like Oliveira in that too. I'd like to see what Volkanovsky weighs in at. I don't know what he walks around at. I, I'm sure yeah. he'd probably be at 155 on the dot, but yeah. yeah, definitely. I think, I don't think Volkanovsky would have his way that he's had with these guys against Oliveira it's a different level man like these weight classes are different man mm-hmm. like and as we've seen with Izzy and Blahovich, like making a jumps big just the power and just the physicality and like because we've both said like these guys aren't 155 on fight night you know no 171 yeah so it's it's it, it's tough to jump a division like that yeah so Especially going right to the top of it like Oliveira's exactly. already been through all those killers say someone like like a Michael Chandler I'm taking Volk but yeah with Oliveira, oh, I don't yeah. know. It's not like Volk can't win. It's more but... technical. Yep. So that's mine. I got. I want to see champ versus champ at fifty-five. Volk and Oliveira. Give me your. Give me your second one. My second one's going to be uh, Nate Diaz versus Dustin Poirier. Okay. This has been uh, talked about for years now, probably. Um, yeah. With not really much coming out of it, but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that something will because. They both don't have anything booked, and mm-hmm. Nate wants to fight ASAP so he can go box Jake Paul or do whatever Agreed. he's planning with that. But um, and Dustin's also been saying I heard him on the Ariel Hawani show like a month ago, probably saying that he wants to fight as soon as possible. Yeah, um, it's a big money fight. 
I think Dustin might be in a little better, a little bit more prime of his career still, but you yeah. definitely can't count Nate out of a fight, no matter what. No, no, so. no. Yeah. Uh, I I just seen um, I think uh, yeah, it was yesterday. Um, the Diamond was hosting RCDC with uh, DC, and he told uh, Cormier he was like, yeah, I'm just. He said he's going back to Florida, American Top Team, until he gets a fight, and he's moving pretty soon. He's gonna go back to Florida, so he's ready. You know, he's let's do it at 70 doesn't have to cut much weight let's do it yeah he won't need as long of a camp maybe doesn't yeah. have to cut all that 100 percent. so my second my second one going to my favorite fighter here we're gonna dare to be great again i'm gonna go izzy at 205 versus whoever the 205 champ is i prefer it to be yuri um biasly because i think that yuri is a better matchup for izzy than a lot of other guys just because yeah. I think Yuri will stand and strike with Izzy and it's, it'll be a kickboxing match. And I think there's no better kickboxer in the world than Izzy. Yes, that's including Alex Pereira. I don't care. That was 10 years ago. But yeah, I think 205 is the 205 for Izzy again. Like, let's dare to be great again. <clears throat> you know, we know what we did wrong the first time. Probably came in a little too light. I think he weighed in at 193. And let's just get let's get a little bigger. Let's put a little, let's put a little size on. Let's stand in there and let's strike with Yuri. You know, he's not gonna, yeah. I don't think Yuri's gonna try to wrestle us too much and if he does i think i think izzy's a lot has a lot better chance of stuffing those than he did blahovich's mm-hmm. i just think blahovich is way bigger um, blahovich was timing him very well too he was yeah blahovich fought a really came, good fight he came to play he yeah 100 it was a great fight but i yeah so i think i like yuri a lot um we've talked about yuri before before he won the title like i yeah. um, first time i seen him like he's just i think he's super innovative super crafty at what he does He's Yuri's one of those guys too, man, where he's just super skilled, super crafty. Like he's a beast, man. He's a freak. He's a cheat code, but I don't it's know. Little, and, and, yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, Yuri kind of gives off a little, uh, big sugar Sean vibes. Yeah. You know, so like his style, I wouldn't say he's quite as accurate or sharp with it, but just his crazy yeah, awkward style. He's quirky. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I mean, I do think that one, see, when you talk about Vulcan Oliveira, it's like 45, 55, like, Yes, 10 pounds is big, but it's still 10 pounds. I'm sure Volkanovski walks around at 170, 175, but it's uh-huh. like 20. 185 to 205 is a big jump, man. Yeah. That's a big jump. Can we get like a 195 division, Dana? Something, man? I've Let's heard, I've heard Rogan pushing for it. Yeah. Heard Come Rogan on, man. For it. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what I want to see. I want to see Izzy go to 205. I think that's a banger as well. I think him and Volk both, I think that's both their next move they talked about. Like, let's dare to be great. And again, shouts city kickboxing yeah i think uh i think izzy could definitely have success at 205 for sure um i think the worst matchup for him up there would probably be glover just stylistic it's just any rest i think any i think any like skilled re- yeah. i don't even think blahovich is a skilled wrestler like that i think he was just it's big and he's just bigger yeah i think glover's experience too he's not gonna really leave himself open oh he's not going to be lunging at izzy but he yeah. might be able to I find think Glover lays on izzy for five rounds personally he just might yeah <laughs> sadly but you, you really gotta you really almost gotta just wet blanket izzy to beat him like yeah 100 and, and that and that's why like that's all what blahovich did and i, I respect it like that's you knew he wasn't striking with him mm-hmm. and even though like any even like the shots the shots at the weight class matter like izzy's not hurting hurting these 205 guys with his jab with his straights like he is at 85 yep. just because his weight and like yep. you know they're not as hesitant to go into yeah exactly and that's what Blahovich was like i think after the first couple rounds Blahovich felt his jabs and felt like his 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 hardest hits and he's like okay i can go in there and take some to get a takedown yep 
but if I think on the feet, Izzy could beat any, any 205-er. Um, yeah, 100%. Definitely. Yeah. So give me your third one. All right, my third one. Um, This one, pretty unlikely considering that one of these guys has a fight booked very soon, but I'm going to say Sugar Sean and Dominic Cruz. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just something I want to see before Dom retires or something like that because they just both have st- uh, sick styles and they're both – it'd be a really sick buildup. They both talk a lot of shit or they can. Um, yeah, that's just what I want to see because Sugar's, Sugar's an up-and-comer. Dom's a legend of the game. Um, it would propel Sugar almost to a title shot, maybe one or two fights away. Yeah. Um, Dom would probably have to make pretty quick work of Cheeto this week, come out of there with not a lot of damage. And then I know Sean still wants to fight somewhat soon, I think. So um, we'll be there. Are you going to call? Are you going to do a call out for your man, Sugar Sean, if Dom wins? Uh, I have to get an interview with Dom and just call him out for Sugar. <laughs> do, 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 do this a like Suduho did Sean last couple weeks ago. <laughs> Say, so, yeah, one I'm thing, one thing, one thing me and Eric have talked about, we're knocking on wood here, is the possibility of again, we don't wish injury on anybody, we don't wish bad health on anybody, but for whatever reason, the possibility of Cheeto or Dom backing out and Sugar Sean going into that fight night main event, we're hoping. Yeah, we're gonna, if that ha- if that happens, you might not hear from us for from the weekend. We might, oh. we, might <laughs> we might be in trouble somewhere. Might just have to give you all a recap. Yeah, if I have to give you all a recap, we get back home because <laughs> I don't know what we would do if that that actually went down. That would be nuts. So that's your th- that's your last one, Big yep. Sugar Sean, Dominic Cruz guy. That's good. that Dominic Cruz and Cheeto one's a great one to watch for us because you know Sean's yeah. Sean's definitely can keep an eye on that one. He can either go the winner of that one, or he know he. I, 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 if I'm Sean, like I'm, yeah, I'm calling for the winner of that one. If they're not going to yep. give me Peter Yon, or I definitely yeah. want to see the winner of that one. Piotr, the winner of that for sure. Yep. So my third fight, and I'm going to go on a little bit about this one. Sorry, folks. Um, Eric knows I've been beating the yep. drum on this one. We're planting the seeds right here. We're planting, we're planting the seeds, breaking news. I just want to be, just let me get in the room matchmaking, man. I, I, can, I can do this matchmaking stuff, man. I'm telling you, give me, you know, give me hey, the look. time, give me the resources. Let's show up one of these Tuesdays. See what happens. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to go out there, man. Just give him a piece of paper. Hey, hey, yep. hey, Dana, Sean, here's some notes. Here's what I think. And slip it under the door? Yep, exactly. Down. Let's do it. So my fight here is Kobe Chaos Covington versus Alex Pereira at 185. Obviously, the winner would then fight Israel Adesanya. And I say this because... Again, Izzy's lapping these guys. Izzy's lapping this division. Um, they're fast-tracking Alex Pereira. Like, we've never seen someone fast-track this. And I, I don't remember in recent memory someone getting this fast-tracked. Yeah, not even Hamza. Yep. And it's like, it's like you made a good point the other day. You were saying, like, if they do this fight, you get another fight out of Pereira. Because if Pereira fights Izzy next month, two months from now, and he loses... He's useless. Like, sorry, go back to kickboxing. We don't need you. We've seen, like, you know, he's not a draw. He doesn't speak English. The only draw is that he beat Izzy 10 years ago. That's yeah. the only draw. So I think if you do this Kobe versus Pereira fight, he answers a lot of the questions that he can't wrestle, that he can't grapple. And I think also for Kobe, like, Kobe's not getting a third shot at Usman. Uh-uh. So it's like, if Kobe wants to win a title, this is his best chance, you know? Go to 85, pave a new path, you win. Izzy versus Kobe, the super fight. Izzy versus Pereira is a super fight. Like, yeah. Either way. Either way. It's so, just it's an extra big fight for that division. Like, why not? Yeah. yeah that's yeah. That, that division hasn't had a big fight other than like obviously Izzy's title fights in a long time. And I think that's that's a banger, man. Like 
I don't know where I would lean on that. Like I like you, you made a good point earlier that like Kobe's he could be a lot smaller. Dude, I seen something they said like Pereira was like two two twenty five yeah. on fight night. It's gonna be tough to take him down, Dude, but if that's he can fucking get him down... crazy, man. That, that he's a big guy. He's a freak, unreal athlete. But yeah, like, I mean, I'm not I'm not sitting here hating on Alex Pereira. I like Alex Pereira. I think what he did against Sean was a phenomenal performance. But it's just like. You Come on, man. rock it's, with Izzy. <laughs> I rock. I rock. I rock with Izzy, man. This was this was ten years ago. This was ten years ago. And if you truly like Izzy, told the media, did you guys watch the two fights? Watch the two fights. The first fight goes either way. First fight goes either way. And kickbox. And I'm again. I'm speaking on um Izzy and Pereira's kickboxing match. The first fight goes either way. I didn't watching it at first glance. Trying to do it as non-biased as possible. I didn't see that anyone that was like, okay, he dominated. He dominated. No. They were yeah. both they were okay. both exchanging blows and it, it could have went either way. I'm not saying Izzy won the fight, but I'm saying yeah. it was close. And then the third fight, Izzy was up 2-0 and just got caught. Just what it is. He was up, he was up 2-0. And that, yeah. yeah, he got knocked out. You can't say he he didn't win that fight. He didn't lose that fight. He lost the fight. He got knocked out. He got put to sleep. But he was picking him apart the first two rounds. Mm-hmm. I and, do gotta say though. Oh, sorry, what were you gonna go say? Ahead. I was just gonna say Pereira might have the most insane left hook I've ever seen. Yeah. Like his highlight reel, like more than half of his knockouts are just from a left hook. It's nuts, man. He just drops people with it, freezes them. Yeah, he's he's definitely a freak. He's a monster at for eighty five. I don't know how he makes eighty five. <laughs> Somehow he does. They got but, something. They got something down there in Brazil. Yeah, dude. He's. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm not. I don't know. I don't like. I don't. I don't like the fast tracking to make it seem like now. If it's if it's because hey we need to get Izzy some new names like he's lapping these guys cool, but I'm kind of taking it as like why are we trying to dethrone Izzy like why are you know why are we trying to get rid of Izzy like <laughs> I don't want a champion at 85 that doesn't speak English. Facts, bro. And then it's like after Izzy like like after Izzy like who does Pereira fight that like I want to I'm interested in seeing like no one like what this, do you do with that build up that would have to be it that would have to be like I don't even know if that could be a co-main. Like Pereira, what? Like where do you go? Freaking Pereira Hill? Like, come on, bro. Like that's. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just don't see. I don't see the reward in Pereira. Like, like yeah, I see the buildup, but it's like, damn. What if he does win? And it's like, fuck. What do we do? Like, yeah, you know? it's it's gonna be shambles for the middleweight division. So I think yeah, I think definitely Pereira versus Kobe. I'm beating the drum on this, folks. This is the one fight I want to see. Let's make it happen. Come on, let's get behind him. Chael Sonnen, Brett Akamoto, my fellow matchmaker. DC RC let's get it talked about man let's 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 just get it out there let's hear some opinions let's hear your guys some of your guys opinions in the comments that's my one fight that I think that has more realistic shot of happening I don't know and I don't know but those are our three folks hopefully we're having you know we love the matchmaking I like to think of myself as an honorary matchmaker give me the call Dana whenever you need me I'm ready yeah, if, if anyone's ever sick or something like that, we could fill in. So yeah, I can I can go via Zoom. I'm four hours from Vegas, man. I can be there. I can be there. Call me at 8 a.m. I'm there. I'm there at noon. Same. Same. I'll hop on a PJ real quick. <laughs> so our last one here before we get out of here. Let's have a little little fun before we end it off. A little more fun. Today's been fun. Um let's go a little predictions, man. Let's let's start from the top to bottom or from bottom to top. And I want to hear your champs at each division this time next year. So what is it? July 13th. So July 13th next year, when we're doing it big, when we got sponsors, when we're in Vegas getting ready for getting ready for a pay-per-view event. Yeah. 
what are these fights? What are, who do you think we'll be talking about as a champs? Let's start with the flyweight division. We might have some end news also because uh, it's like right after International Fight Week. So I'm sure they'll have at exactly. least one or two. We're, we're, we're making the trip there. to International Fight Week. We were postponed yep. this year, folks. Had a little bit of technical difficulties, but next year we, me and me and Eric already made the promise to each other we will be in attendance yeah. International Fight Week next year. Yeah, our connection at the Cosmopol- Cosmopolitan uh, pulled out last second, so we would have been. Yeah, uh, we <laughs> we, we were supposed to have some free rooms. We won't say we won't say who bailed on us. It didn't give us the free rooms, but yeah. put a dent in our trip. Yeah, his name starts with a P and ends with a J. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead, man. Give me your prediction right. just on next year flyweight champion. Flyweight champion. You're gonna like this one. I'm sure that you probably have the same one. You know, it's mine too, baby. Let's go. He's a little, he's a badass little dude. You can't even call him a little dude because you'd still whoop my ass. But uh, Kai Kara, France, baby. Shout CKB. He always has sick Carhartt jackets at the press conferences, puts on sick performances in the octagon. And I think he would have a sick title reign. So I'm rocking with Kai Kara, France at the 125 division. I think he'd, I think he'd hey. add some spice to that, maybe get people tuning in for it. Um, Moreno's sick too, though. So I'm going to tell you right, I'm going to tell you right now. Do not let me get three city kickboxing champions. Do not let me. <laughs> you'll be y'all, like, y'all, y'all, hey, you won't, you won't hear the end of it. You'll be a, tri- he'll have three belts up on the wall. Triple champ, baby. <laughs> CKB. Ring, ring, ring. Give me all the belts, CKB. We're taking over, man. You know, I love Khabib. Everyone's saying these Russians are taking over. These Dagestanians. Fuck that. CKB till we die, baby. Olberg, Blood Diamond, Riddell. We're all going to take over. We're going to get four champs, man. We're going to get four champs. I'm calling it what it is. We're going to get four champs. So, Eugene, if you're hearing this, give me some love, man. You know, I'm buying the gear. I'm buying the merch. I'm waiting, I'm, I'm waiting for my shirt, man. My shirt's coming in the mail. It's kind of on, it's kind of on back order. You know, you know New Zealand's little COVID issues, but yeah. it's coming, man. When, when it comes, y'all, y'all will know. But Whoa. What happened to them talking about moving out to the U.S.? Do you remember that? Like, yeah, bro. They were, yeah, I remember they were, they, were like, they were like saying like Houston, Vegas. Like there was like a bunch of options, but I think the COVID restrictions kind of died down. Uh, I was going to. Yeah, I think the restrictions died down because that's why they were saying how Volkanovski was finally able to be there with them for this camp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Instead of in Australia. Yeah. yeah, I was pushing for him to come to Santa Barbara. I mean, we got the mountains, we got the ocean. I know they like. Go ahead, get, that. give your pitch then to Eugene. Go ahead, let me hear it. All right, Eugene, Santa Barbara, California. It's a beautiful city, California. Not a lot of people, small town vibes, but big enough to where there's still stuff to do. Um, we got the mountains and the ocean. They're about 15 minutes away from each other, so you could literally do runs up in the mountains. You know, go right down to the ocean, do some breathing exercises, some some work in the water um i think you guys will really enjoy it here 70 degrees all year round i think that's how new zealand is too so wouldn't even be that much different you're only what six hours from vegas which is where most of your guys' fights are so don't have to worry about like being in a different time zone jet lag any of that and for anybody uh, for anybody that listening that doesn't know santa barbara all you got to do is google santa barbara city college yeah and you'll see why eric loves santa barbara yeah it's great so all right so you got that's pull up yeah that's my flyweight champ too kakara friends you touched on everything that that, that's that's my prediction you know i'm low to my ckb guys so hoping he gets it done early though hoping we get to say he's a champ before a year and i'm hoping he gets that interim title versus moreno and i like his chances man you know i'm never doubting ckb 
the coaching, the culture they have over there. And I'll put it up against anybody, man. So I'm going against my Mexican brother here and Brandon Marino. And I'm, I, I'm rocking with Kaikara. So that just shows how loyal he is to CKB. Yeah, that shows guys. how loyal CKB, man. You know, I, your own blood. And I put my money where my mouth is. I might have lost my money on Brad Riddell, but, you know, I was still beefing with Eric that fight. He was over there celebrating Jalen Turner's win. <laughs> you know, he betrayed me. He doesn't have the loyalty like I do, but it's all good. You know, he'll find he'll one day. One day, I hope my, my brother here finds a gym that's passionate, that he's passionate about like me. Uh, just showing. Just shook. <laughs> He's just shook. He's like those LeBron fans that just goes wherever LeBron goes. Like, that's him. Like, I'm just going wherever shook goes. Low key. Bantamweight. I, I'm going to surprise you here. I'll take the lead here because I know who yours is going to be. But <laughs> I'll take the lead here. I'm going to go Umar Nurmagomedov. Ooh, we don't want no more Nurmagomedovs. Come on, man. Hey. He's number 15 <laughs> right now. Um, his last fight, unanimous decision. Against uh, Nate Menez. And then before that, what really put to me that really like put him on the map and showed that he was one of these top guys in this division was the submission of Brian Keller. Yeah, that was big, dude. Yeah. That fight, that was on like like prelims, right? Yeah. I don't know why. Like yeah. Brian Keller is not a tiny these casuals, man. These casuals don't know, man. These casuals, we tell you, you know, we're talking about the casuals. I guess they probably, I guess they probably put it on the prelims though. So like the fans like us will tune into the prelims. So they yeah. Their views more. Like your boy than... prelim Pedro. <laughs> He's going right back to the prelims for the rest <laughs> of his career, man. But yeah, man, I like Umar. I mean, I just don't think like until we, until we see it, until we see it stops, like their style of wrestling and their, and their cardio and their pressure. Like I don't see no one beating it, you know? Sure. So you're giving him some Islam vibes at the moment. He's giving me Islam vibes, man. It's especially at that division. If, if, you, if you're a wet blanket at that division, it's hard to get up. Yeah. Man, so, I yeah, hate... I'm going outside the box, man. Oh. That's, that's, that's my prediction. And I just, Khabib as a coach, too. Yeah, that, 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 that matters to me. And, yeah, I think that's the next Bantamweight champion as we look this time next year. So, yeah. give me yours. Give me your case why. I know. All right. Is. You already know who we're going with. The Sugar Show at 135. He will be the champ at this time next year. Will I guaranteeing hope. it? I hope. Um, yeah, so I just think that he's too tall for that division. Um, striking yeah, wise, tall. he's just different, man. He's faster than just about everyone. Um, the fight that worries me the most in that division for him would probably have to be either Sanhagen just because of the styles. He has yeah, Sanhagen matches up really well with him, yeah. Um, or Dillashaw as well. Um, just because Ooh, that's a yeah, Sugar versus Dillashaw, I would go hard. The bantamweight division is nuts. That's probably yeah, that's especially probably with favorite. the re- especially with the return of TJ. It's a really good division. Yeah, and Aldo's in there too now again. Like, and then you always have the possibility, you know, of Saduho, fat ass Henry, but uh, small possibility. <laughs> small I possibility. I don't think he could make one thirty five anymore. Like no, nah, man, that... these dudes. When you get older, man, it's hard to it's hard to cut that weight, man. Like yeah. look at Connor. Like we like we've both said like Connor's career move if he if it was about fighting he should have stayed at 45 i think if he's at 45 mm-hmm. he dominates 45 but yes. you look at him now like fuck he's not making 45 i don't no. know if he's making 50 i don't know if he's making 55 right I now. i really don't think he would yeah 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 but the case for sugar um pretty much he's my favorite fighter so if i said anyone else i'd be mad at myself and mm-hmm. uh i think that yeah i think he is like i think he packs a punch people underestimate his power a little bit but there's not a lot of guys in bantamweight with uh, walk-off KO power. 
Yeah. Um, and he has that. He's done it at least once. His kicks are nuts as well. Um, as we saw in his last fight, he was able to handle those leg kicks pretty easily. He uh, checked more than half of them, I would say. Seems like they were doing more damage to Pedro. Um, so, yeah. I'm that second, hey, so, that, 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 give me your opinion on that, on that second round. Did Pedro touch him at all in the second round? Nah. I mean, <laughs> on, the, on the shins, maybe. But. Hey, these, Sean said he, he, he just didn't touch me at all in the second round. I was just picking him apart. Bro, did you look at the strikes, though? Yeah, I did. Zero to the body or the head. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, what? That was all. That was, and that was like we talked about early, like because when me, me and you watched it together in person, but like not in person, but we were together watching it live on TV, and we were just saying like the only contact Pedro was making, and it it it, it wasn't even contact. It looked like it because of just the way the style, the way the style, of the kicks are. But like the only contact he was making was the kicks, and even then, like Sean was checking him. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Sean, he's elite. I could see him one day even uh, making some noise at 145, too, just because of how tall he is. Um, yeah, definitely. He'd be – I mean, he has the height for 155, realistically. And yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe when he's older and the frame's more filled out, a little triple champ action on some – Get that ball body in him. Oh, yeah. Shouts to LeVar Ball. <laughs> We're shouting everybody out, man. You know what we do. We, we show love to everybody. Hey, help man. us help you. Hey, if you're listening, Charlotte Hornets, stop doing my guy Jello dirty. All right. You want, see, you want to see Jello get some, get some, get some run? I want to see him get some real run. They put him in there for five minutes. He gets one touch. You know, you know all those other, you know all those other summer league guys. They like had to work their whole life to get there. Yep. They're like, man, we ain't gonna give this guy no shine. But come on, man, just give him a chance. I think he could be a real three. I think he could be a real three and D asset off the bench for you guys. And he's gonna real mellow in. Hey, Y'all not to get not to get off topic in. here, but one of the funniest things I've ever seen was when LeVar Ball was on Undisputed and he was like, they were talking about just all the brothers and like LeVar was like, yeah, man, he, he, he can lead the league in scoring. And Skip was like, LaMelo? And LeVar like looked at him like he was crazy. He was like, no, he was like, Jello. He was like, he was like, Jello can lead the league in scoring. I was like, oh my hey, God, bro. This hey, dude. He's a master promoter. Master promoter. Master promoter. Master promoter. But yeah, that's so you got, you obviously went, your guy, Sugar Sean, loyal to your guy, Sugar Sean. I went, more number get met off so mm. featherweight here i think honestly like when we were doing these predictions eric i gotta tell you like this featherweight was the one division where i was like i don't really know yeah. i don't know where this division goes i don't know i mean obviously you know if, as long as alex stays he's i think we don't see anyone beating him until it happens but who do you got at featherweight this time next mm. year oh shit i'm gonna have to say i'm gonna have to say volt because i've heard him talk about how he wants to be different from the other double champs because he actually wants to stick around and uh defend, defend as both. well yeah and um i don't know i think he i think they're dialed in enough over there to where he could actually like cut to one who's, who's, who's down in CD, cd kickboxing ckb uh yeah shout ckb so yeah i think that um i think they're dialed over there and he actually could manage you know fighting at two different weights and being a yeah. lead at both like I said earlier, I don't know if he beats Charles, but I think he will. I think he'll keep that 145 belt for at least a year. Yeah, for me here, I mean, I don't really have a set in stone answer. I, I at first glance, like, again, it's a year from now, so we don't know. And like I said, if as long as Volk's here, he's the champ. But I just wrote down Yair. I just think off just like being one of the youngest, like, and he's the one that has a little more to prove. He's probably going to be the one fighting for a while. You know, he's only 29 years old. And at this sport, that's, that's really young. Yeah. 
And I just think that he's probably going to be around longer. You know, he takes, he does take long layoffs, which I don't really like, but yeah, I mean, it's like, again, as long as Volk's there, it's Volk. But if there is someone else in a year from now that I could see other than Volk, it is probably Yair. Yeah. Shout out uh, Doug Nasty as well. Uh, Bryce Mitchell. It's one guy. of my get, guys. Get you guys some shout outs. I could see, I could see young thug or not young thug. <laughs> young thug. <laughs> I could see, I could see thug. Uh, Making a thug push nasty. for rankings. Yeah, Thug Nasty. Uh, also listen to his rap album on YouTube, uh, Pasture Fire, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Some country rap, if you're into that. I think it's pretty sick. Um, so, yeah, shout out Thug, but I'm going to go with Volk for 145. Okay. So, that's your 145. I went Yair, pending Volk, um, moving up a weight class. But um, So, my turn here, lightweight division. Um, this is interesting. I don't know. like. I think honestly, like to me personally, like, okay. So the winner, I think the winner of this Oliveira and Makachev fight holds the belt for a long time. Cause I think if it's Makachev, he's obviously, there's no one else that's going to beat him. And it's same. If it's Oliveira, like if it's Oliveira, yeah. like there's no one else that's going to beat him either. So <laughs> I wrote down, I wrote down Islam because I think Islam wins this fight. So yeah, I see Islam being the champ, but man, this division is stacked, man. You know, once we get past those, like we said, those guys, those, those old guys that are just clogging the division. I mean, yeah. you got Gamrot, you got, you got Jalen Turner. I know you're a big fan of, we got Brad Riddell, like there's killers in this division. And like, yeah. what I'm going to be in- interested to see about if Islam is to win the title is like, again, Khabib's the goat best ever. But I think the guys that Makachev is going to have to go through and defend are a lot better than the guys Khabib had to fight. True. In my opinion. That is not, I agree because he's fighting dudes that are like right now they're not at their primes yet, but they're going to be by the time yeah. he's there, and they're going to be dogs. Mm-hmm. So, and if if Volk goes up too, and he has to deal with that, exactly, big resume builder as well. Yeah, um, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to go out on too much of a limb here on this one. I'm, I agree with you. Winner of Charles and Islam's going to run it for a while, and unfortunately, I have to say I think Islam's going to win too. Dude, yeah, how much yeah. is that going to suck if the 135 and the 155, probably like the two sickest divisions right now in the sport, are both just ran by unanimous decisions? Yeah, I mean, oh, it, that's, yeah, it's just kind of like the Khabib like, factor. Like, dude, yeah. like he's just didn't lose a round. And then it's just like, yeah, there's you, you, I can definitely see like a lot of Makachev's vice just straight ground and pound for five rounds. And yeah. I mean, I don't know, like, I'm excited. After the, I mean, I'm always, I'm always, what intrigues me about this sport so much is what's next. So it's like, we yeah. haven't even booked all of the and Makachev fight. And in my head, I'm like, damn, who gets the winner of that? Bro, it's an anticipation sport for sure. Yeah, like, anticipation is the main, the main thing that mm-hmm. drives this whole, this whole engine, I feel like. Yep. So we're on to our welterweight. We're almost done. Give me your welterweight champ, you doc. Welterweight champ. Um... I'm not going to – I'm really being boring with these, but I think I think Kamaru will probably stick around for about right another year and then yeah. uh, and then retire. So I'm going to say Kamaru, but uh, to give another take, I'll say Hamzat because I think that's who it will be after Kamaru. But if we're going a year from today, I think Kamaru will still be there. And I think he might go out on top. I don't know if someone's – he might just go out on his, own, uh, on his own accord on top, vacate the belt. Yeah, I have the Nigerian nightmare as well. I just – I don't think he's going to go up. I mean, it sounds really good. I think jumping from 70 to 205, we were talking about 85, 205 being a jump, like at 205, I don't know. It'd have to be a great, have to be a great stylistic matchup for him. 
but yeah, I mean, I think he stays at welterweight personally. And like I said, that's my champ a year from now, one of the goats he'll finish on them. He'll finish on the Mount Rushmore. In my opinion, one of the best I've seen since I've been watching the sport, since I've been able to recall all these fighters, but oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it sucks, you know, kind of, it's kind of boring on this one, but I mean, when it's dominance is dominance and you can't, there's nothing we can do yeah, about it. You can't, you can't go against the greatness. Yep. But, so I got uh, something, I got something here for middleweight. So what, what is your for middleweight? Uh, middleweight. <laughs> I got Izzy. You got Izzy? Yeah, I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it okay. real boring and real simple. Okay. So for me, for middleweight, again, I don't want to disrespect my guy Izzy. This is pending on him going up to 205. Spoiler alert. He's my 205. He's my 205 champ a year from now. So for 85, I'm going to say Hamza Hamayev. Ooh. I think, that, I think that him and Usman eventually do fight. I think Usman wins that fight. And I think after that, like, if Izzy is to leave, like there's no one in that 85 division that I wouldn't pick Hamza that like that I wouldn't take over Hamza. Like I think Hamza, like just looking at the rankings here, like I think Hamza beats Whitaker. I think Hamza beats Cannonier. I think he beats Vedatori, Brunson, Costa, like all these guys. Yeah. And I think I think if Izzy is to go up, I think that's the and even I don't and personally, like, even if Izzy doesn't go up, like I think that's the best division for him because he can give Izzy fits with his wrestling and his grappling. Like with at 85, like Kamal's gonna wrestle with him. Kamal's probably just as good a wrestler as him. Yeah. I mean at 70. So yeah, I think I think Hamza makes his way to 85. And then I think he has that title a year from now. Yeah, that's just so cool about this sport too. Like I kind of feel like um like if Izzy and Usman were to fight, I would go with Izzy. But I feel like Izzy would be an easier fight for Hamza just because yeah, it's definitely hundred percent about like, it's, yeah. it's definitely about matchups. The styles make fights. Yes, sir. So give me your light heavy, uh, light heavy. Um, this is one where I actually went out on a limb. Um, I don't know. I could see Lionheart making a, making a Glover type push and yeah. getting the belt in his old days. He's a, he's been looking really good lately and it's probably the most, would you say it's the most like open division right now? Yeah, hundred percent. I think. I mean, especially like with the Glover winning, it shows like you can yeah. be on your back end and still make dent, yep. make make a dent in this division. Like for those that don't know, Lionheart, he's talking about Anthony Smith. He has yeah. looked really great his last couple of fights. Yep, uh, he's a dog because he could have gotten the belt the easy way against John Jones. John Jones hit him with uh, an illegal strike, but uh, Anthony said he wanted to keep going instead of stopping, and he would have won the belt if he said he wanted to stop. So. Mm -hmm. I'll always respect him for that. Wants to win the belt the real way. And I don't know, just with the state of that division, I feel like it's kind of open where an experienced guy with just a lot of fight IQ could make his way up there and squeak one out. So I'm going to go with Lionheart. I like that one. So for me, again, I spoiled it earlier. I'm going to go with Izzy. I think he, I think after this Pereira fight, after he beats Pereira, there's nothing left for him to prove at 85. Um, I think he goes to 205, dares to be great again, comes back with a different, Different matchup, different mentality. Knows, knows now he knows what he didn't know against Blahovich. And I think as long as Yuri's there, like we touched on earlier, like I think that's the best matchup for him. You know, if it's if 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 we're sitting there in a fight and we're saying, hey, these guys are gonna box and they're gonna kickbox, give me Izzy. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and then at 205, I don't and then I think I think like kind of defending the belt at 205. I don't want to say it's easier than 85, but I think like those guys are there's a lot of there's a lot of older that's guys nice. at, at 205. So yeah. I think at 205, like he can really um, retain the belt there a couple times, make a couple title defenses, and yeah, hopefully retire at 205, double champ, but one of the best ever Hall of Famer. 
jersey hung in the Raptors. Shout to CKB. Yeah. Do you think that? Do you think that? Um, maybe John Jones being so dominant in light heavyweight kind of persuaded younger fighters to go for other divisions when they were on their come up. Like, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Cause like, honestly, like <laughs> this light heavyweight division is not very good. I, I wonder if people just kind of steered clear of it because John Jones, was, they were like, I don't want to get up there and then just kind of like, kind of like the LeBron factor. No one wanted to go to the East. Ex- literally. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Yeah. I think so. And I just think, yeah. So I mean, like if you're looking at it, if you're looking at it, like, fuck, if I'm around that weight, like, I'm not going to fight at 205. I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to get a freaking elbow from John Jones. I'll just go get bigger and be a heavyweight or get a yeah, little exactly. smaller. Yeah, no, so I think that 100%, because this division right now, like, it's not, it keeps changing hands, like, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not mad at it. Like, I think guys like Yuri and Blahovich are really good, really skilled, love what Glover did. But, yeah, I mean, it's time for some young talent in this division. I like Ryan Spawn a lot. I like Jamal yeah. Hill, Johnny Walker. Like there's, there's some guys, but yeah, you're right. For a while, like after John left, it just really wasn't really wasn't a marquee division. And all those names you just said, it's like, none of them were thinking of them as how we think of like Gamra or like Umar yeah, exactly. Nurmagomedov. Like there's yeah. no one like that in that division. Mm-hmm. Like Yuri, Yuri and Rockich, I guess. Yuri and Rockich yeah. are pretty good. So is Rockich probably the next fight for Yuri? Uh, I think it said they were doing, I think he said they were doing a Glover rematch. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I'd think. rather see Yawn rematch than Glover. That's what Yawn was saying. Yeah, but that fight was amazing, so you kind of might have to run that fight back. Yeah, but it's hard to top that thing. fight. That's one of the best. It might be fight of the year so far. Yeah, but it's hard to top. But it's hard to top that fight. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, Glover. I mean, Glover said he has one more, so maybe he wins that one and retires. Oh, I like Glover. Glover's yeah, sick. Super good guy, legend of the sport. Yeah, um, one of the key figures in the sport of UFC. So appreciate Shout you, out Glover. Glover. Yes, sir. So last one here before we get out of here. Let's give me give me your heavyweight champ mm. in a I year had, from now. I had actually written down I had written down Francis, but just thinking about it, I'm rocking with John. Whoa! So think- you think so? Okay, so here's my thing is, and I'll let you get into this, but I don't doubt that John does beat Francis whenever that fight happens, but I don't see him like defending it if that makes sense like i don't i see him winning and just like doing what john jones does and like we won't hear from him again that's true yeah i was kind of i was kind of basing my prediction off the fact that him and francis won't fight for a while and then he'll just still we, we couldn't yeah we could not see that fight for a year yeah that's kind of what i was it's kind of what i was going for but yeah i wouldn't be surprised if he only fights once at heavyweight i could see him uh I could see him fighting Stipe too, though, just because they're both kind of vet. Yeah. Like, it's not like a Bam Bam where it's just some huge. Yeah. And Stipe widely, widely, widely recalled as the heavyweight yeah. goat. So John wins that one. You know, he's kind of the goat ever. Depending on like how how much youth Stipe still has, I actually think that he's a harder night out than Francis for John, just because of his experience and. Stipe yeah, because I think John knows like John, like we all know what Francis is gonna do. Yeah. I think Stipe is a little bit more skilled, a little bit more polished. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, like, yeah. but I guess also you look at, you look at John Jones versus DC and you look at Stipe versus DC, but it was also heavyweight DC. So he was probably a yeah. little bit better. I don't know. It's tough. MMA math. It's not, it's definitely not concrete. Yeah. MMA math doesn't <laughs> add up sometimes. It does no. team A beat team B, team C beat team B. doesn't add up like that. No. Nope. <laughs> does not add up like that at all. Styles <laughs> make fights. Matchups makes fights. Matchups, matchups matter. Back. So for me here, one of my favorite fighters at heavyweight in the sport in general, when it comes to just like we talk about, I'm a nerd when it comes to technicality and the art of the sport and the striking and 
just everything that the sport involves. So I think in my eyes, this guy, other than John Jones, we've never seen someone this big, that talented, and it's going to be Cyril gone. I think he's super like, he's not, he's not a young guy, you know, but I think in this sport, he's young. Yeah. Oh, he's 32 years old, but he's only been fighting for about three, four years. Yeah, so his body, not a lot of mileage. Yeah, not a lot of mileage. He's only had 11 fights in his career. So I think, yeah, I mean, other than Francis, like before Francis, he looked great. He picked apart yeah. Volkov. Ooh. We just seen Volkov versus Rosenstrike. Like Volkov uh-huh. looks really good. We seen him knock out Derek Lewis. That fight was impressive. He like, looks like dude, Muhammad like, Ali in that I remember yeah. you were telling me, you were like, he gives low-key Muhammad Ali vibes. Like, yeah. his movement and his size and stuff. And- dude, like, I think for his size, like, like, yeah, Francis is a freak. Yeah. But, like, Francis is also, like, knockout power. Francis is, yeah. like, Cyril Gons, like, really, like, sitting there bouncing with you, like, picking mm-hmm. you apart for five rounds. Like, he's a freak of nature for his size at that weight class for his weight. And I think I think eventually he gets the title. And who knows? Like, we don't we don't know what Francis is going to do. He hasn't signed a deal yet yeah. with the UFC. So, so it's like – Mark Tyson Fury. Aye. Yep. So we don't know, man. So and that's – go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I forgot that, like, Francis had absolutely nothing for Cyril on the feet in that fight. I yeah. remember Cyril was just piecing him up on the feet. And so yeah. Francis had to take him down. Like, I don't know if that was plan A. I think yeah. plan A was just to go do what he does to everyone else. And then he couldn't, he couldn't find Cyril anywhere on the feet. So. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Cyril's he, I, I like him, man. He's a sniper. He's a technician. I just love guys that can sit there and pick you apart, man, and not take damage. And to me, that's why I love this sport. That's the art of the sport that not a lot of people see and not yeah. a lot of people appreciate. I want to see him get out of France, though. Not going to lie. I think uh, he needs to build his wrestling base a little bit more. Um, he's fighting uh, like huh? Cyril Gone, if you don't, if you, if you're, if you're open to it, man, I'm, I'm extending the invite here. You can come to CKB. You can come to CKB if you want. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to my guy, Eugene. I'll make it happen. Just let me know, man. You get that takedown defense real good. Yeah. You see, you see Izzy's takedown defense. Come on now. We'll get come you on. right over here, baby. Come on. So that's our heavyweight matchups, folks. Super fun day. That's episode one. Um, before we get out of here, Ortega Yair. I got Yair. You got Yair, correct? Yep, I got Yair in a uh, split decision. War. Okay, split decision. I'm war. going Yair. I'm going Yair. I'm going to say Yair. Uh, I'm going to say Yair four to one. So I'm going to say Yair unanimous decision. All but right, that's a banger, right. folks. We'll be back with you. Yeah. Possibly before that fight. If not, we're 100% which, back with you after that fight. Um, Quick shout out to my guy, Eric. We made this happen. We started talking about it a week ago. Been putting in the time, been researching, been doing our, been doing our grind. We feel like we're ahead of schedule. We listened to it and it was like, damn, we kind of sound good. So <laughs> we said, screw it. We said, fuck it. And we're, and we're putting it out there. So this episode okay. one, everybody listening, thank you for being along with us on the journey. Maybe a year from now, you'll be saying you were an outside the cage fan before anybody. Yes, sir. Any uh, any amateur fighters out there as well? If you're looking to uh, build your name up a little bit, DM us. Hop on on hop on an interview. We'll be happy to talk to you guys. Learn a little bit about you know the underground MMA scene. What's going on out there? Yes, sir. Definitely. Anyone else? Any and everyone as well. Anyone listening? Any feedback? Any comments? Any topics you want us to talk about? Anything that you had to say about what we had to say? Let us know, man. You know, we'll talk. We'll debate. I don't care. We Whatever, love constructive know? criticism. We're we not. Love, trying we love. To... We, we love constructive criticism. You know, we're here to get better, man. We're not trying want... to be the smartest ones in the room. Yeah. Hey, like I said, I don't want. I, I never want to walk into a room and be the smartest person in the room. Yes, sir. Tell me what I tell me. Tell me what I don't know. I don't want. I, I don't want to hear what I want to hear. Yep. We're just trying tell to get what better. I don't want to hear. We're trying to get it's better, man. Better. 
Eric, I appreciate you. One, one, one episode down, man. One episode down, man. Yes, this, sir. Hopefully looking back on this, like I said, a year from now, we'll sit there and be like, man, this is where we were a year ago and we're yes, doing it bigger, but sir. we finally did it, man. We got it done. Shouts to my guy E-Dog for the mic. Best Buy discount code outside the cage. Best Buy. Nah, I'm playing. Nah, maybe one day. Hey, actually. actually <laughs> but that's all we got for y'all today, folks. My guy E-Dog. Appreciate you, man. Love you, brother. See you Love soon. You, we'll be in SD. Yes, sir. Deuces. Later. Oh, shit. But stop it. Oh, it's up there. <laughs>